All others look on you with doubt. I alone can see your greatness. I alone can see your light. You would make me a tyrant. I would make you a queen. Fair as the sea and the sun. Stronger than the foundations of the earth. And you, my king. The Dark Lord. No. Not dark. Not with you at my side. You told me once that we were brought together for a purpose. This is it. You bind me to the light, and I bind you to power. Together, we can save this middle earth. Save. Or rule. I see no difference. And that is why I will never be at your side. You have no choice. Without me, your people will fade, and the shadow will spread and darken to cover all the world. You need me. I should have left you on the sea. The sea that you were on because the elves cast you out. They cast you out for deigning to beg them for a few petty soldiers. What will they do when you tell them that you are my ally? When you tell them that Sauron lives because of you! And you will die because of me! Welcome to The Rings of Power with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to The Rings of Power on Amazon Prime Video. So sit back, relax, and let's chat the glory of the Second Age. And welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. And that scene, I think, was my favorite thing the show has done yet. Agreed. The So cool. It, it, it was so well shot mm-hmm. and so well blocked. And so, uh, uh, <sighs> Just brilliant. Brilliant. Let's get weird, baby. Yes. Let's get weird. That that's a Mary and Blake commandment there. If if there ever if there ever was one. <laughs> Let's <agree>. get weird. <laughs> Let's get weird. <laughs> well, Man, what less what a scene. It the whole truly thing. was. I mean, we are so excited to talk with you about the finale, but I do want to let you know that that being said, it is the season finale, and we want to make sure that we stay in touch. If you are not already connected with us on Facebook or Instagram, give us a follow. Just search Mary and Blake. Let us know how you found out about this podcast. Just send us a message. We love to find out. We we really do. It's Blake and I me- and messaging you back. So we're real people, and we want to connect. Yeah, send us a ring. 
That if if you found us through, no, I, yeah, but you think it's in us a ring, but like I yeah. want to know how did you find this podcast? Oh, oh yeah, good point. Okay, fair um, also we have all of our other episodes uh, available for you on YouTube. You can go to maryandblake.com to see everything else that we have going on, and we have a great community. Just head on over to Facebook and search Mary and Blake and join our exclusive Facebook group. All right, actually, one last thing, Mary. I want to let you know, if you go to jointhenerdclan.com, you will be able to access Keep Calm and Crown On, which is our podcast for the crown, and it is only found there at jointhenerdclan.com. It is not on your podcast apps where you're listening to this right now. It is not any, It's not on marionblake.com. It's just at jointhenerdclan.com. And of course, the crown is coming back in November. So... If you want to be able to listen to that, and Mary and I do bring light to all this, and we enhance your viewing experience for you know any of the shows that you watch with us, please do consider going to jointhenerdclan.com and checking out Keep Common Crown on. It is a favorite uh, ep- uh, podcast of Mary and I. All right, Marvin. Sorry. Continue. Oh, that's it. All right. Let's get into the show, shall we? Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> Recap. This, of course, is the finale. Starts off with Galadriel bringing Halbrand to Aragon. Halbrand, Aragion, whatever. Not Aragorn. Aragon. Not Aragon. Aragion. Oh yeah, not not the Aragon's a dragon. Oh yeah, not that guy either. (laughs) All right, so not Oregano either. (laughs) He brings him to or Oregon. He brings him to Celebrimbor's place, and Celebrimbor and he become besties as he tells him, oh, why don't you just like marry the Mithril and make it not be forced? That would be cool. Yes. Gladio gets a little shifty-eyed, finally, about Halbram and ends up figuring out that he's Lord Sauron. He proposes to her. She says thanks, but no thanks, and he runs away very quickly and goes to Mordor. Uh, the stranger is not Sauron, and he's a wizard. Yay, and he and Nori live happily ever after on their way to Rune. Halbrand was wearing the universal I'm a bad guy outfit, which is a black cloak. Oh yeah, when he went to Mordor, exactly. And three rings are made. The three elven rings are made. Yeah, we're going to have to have a lot of conversation about a lot of this. Cool. In in terms of the three rings and the whole thing, yeah. Cool. Yeah, interesting enough. All right, so the title for this episode, the finale of The Rings of Power Season 1, was Alloyed. Now, I like this title quite a bit, not just because it's talking about alloy and bringing metals together, metals together and how that helps forge the rings of, well, the, the, at least the, the three rings for the elves. But more importantly, I think it speaks to the relationship shared between Sauron and Galadriel. But in the middle of this episode, when we played uh, the, the confrontation between the two, he does to Galadriel what Callum Brimbor tries to do, well, does with the rings. He tries to coax Galadriel mm-hmm. to be with him. In this instance, though, he is not successful and he tries eventually to force it. Whereas Callum Brimbor tries to force the rings together or force the metals together and then he coaxes them together to form the rings. So I like that there is this 
parallel storytelling going on here between the rings and the relationship shared between Sauron and Galadriel. So that's that. The director was Wayne Che Yip. He has directed Partings and The Great Wave as well as Adar. And the writers were John D. Payne and Patrick McKay, of course, the showrunners of The Rings of Power. They have written A Shadow of the Past and The Great Wave. And of course, Another person that wrote this episode was Jennifer Hutchinson, who is one of my favorite writers. She wrote the episode Adrift, which is also really important because she gets to not only introduce us to Hal Brand in Adrift, Mm -hmm. she also gets to introduce us to Sauron in the same manner Mm -hmm. uh, in the finale episode. So I like that there's this kind of poetry here going on with jennifer hutchinson and i just like her writing a lot so yeah that's that all right marvin your rings rating how many rings are you given this episode well of course our rings rating is brought to you by minutewithmary.com friends if you are um looking for beauty or skincare products i would love and i would be honored to be your makeup girl just search the hashtag Minute with Mary and you can find me and my products right at minutewithmary.com. This is especially helpful if you are hoping to get some gifts for loved ones or for teachers or for babysitters. So just send me a message, minutewithmary.com or search my Facebook group. Just search the hashtag Minute with Mary. My rings rating for this episode is a whopping five. Okay. I heavily enjoyed it. All right. I'm giving this one a four, seven, eight. I liked this episode. I feel like it was representative of a good finale. Um, But I think there are some things that it struggles with. And we're going to get into that in RGBG. That being said, Mary, you're good, you're bad, and you're great. My good for this episode. Harfoot goodbyes just warm my heart. Oh, my goodness gracious. Just hanging there with Brandyfoots and everyone saying goodbye. Aside from Malva, like I could could take or leave Malva. I'm not going to lie. She's Malva weird. She is. Uh, but all of her goodbye, all of Nori's goodbyes with Poppy. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Mm-hmm. You still my heart. Um, how well Nori did with her dad. I mean, there are just some quotes in there that I will never forget. Like, oh, I don't feel like I taught you enough. You taught me uh, pretty much like don't pee downstream because you yeah. may need a drink later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. My bad. Sticking with the Harfoots. Why doesn't Poppy get to go on the journey? Poppy's an orphan, and yes, she can help mm. Malva put the map the correct way. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, you know, Poppy just isn't for big vid- adventures, but Poppy is the Samwise to me. Poppy is the Samwise to Nori's Frodo. A hundred percent. And yes, there's already this this duet going on between the stranger and Nori. But like, I just freaking love Nori and Poppy's relationship. And I really hope that Poppy just ends up showing up because the Harfoots are our hobbits and they need to stick together. It's an interesting question, Mary, and it brings up a question about how much we're going to see the Harfoots going forward when the next season comes out like do the halffoots just disappear or are they running two separate stories at the same time no idea i'm just gonna miss poppy and her songs that's true i like that's when she why sings it's my bad. me too that's why it's my bad <laughs> all right you're uh, great. my great Sauron's overall s- survival story with galadriel mm. you know basically saying like you're the one that saved me mm-hmm repeatedly you're the one that gave me faith in myself and it really begs to question like had galadriel not jumped off the boat 
would Sauron never have come back to power? Like, yes, we had Adar and all the stuff that he was doing. That's a different thing. Mm -hmm. But like, was Gil-Galad right? That if Galadriel stays, this is what brings about the darkness. And it makes me just wonder, like, all these times and all these things that Sauron now references, you're the one that made me believe in myself. You're the one that told me I could for- be forgiven for all the evils that I've done. You've now saved me multiple times. Like I wanted to stay in Numenor and yes. you kept bringing me out. Like, is it truly, is Galadriel truly the match that lit this bomb? I... Multiple times. Think so. Yeah. And but we'll save this conversation. I, I think. For I just, so that I'm just saying that I love right that. Yeah. No. I I really love that too. And I think that that right there is what makes this episode really work very well. It, what it's what makes it sing on another level that I think the writers intend for us to engage with it, mm-hmm. not just oh we Numenor or oh we stranger, but like. The relationship, we'll get there, we'll get there. All right, Uh, my good. Man, I love the fact that the show can exist on its own and it can show you uh, its own foundations which help supplement the Lord of the Rings. But it also has an opportunity to take what we know from Lord of the Rings and present it in a different light. And if you recall, Galadriel in Lord of the Rings says, I will be stronger than the foundations of the earth when when she's speaking to Frodo and she's looking at the ring of power. Mm -hmm. She actually says those exact words. And those words aren't just there for funsies. No. Those are words that were once said by Sauron, and when you have a chance to look at Lord of the Rings through a different prism now because of Rings of Power, it gives that entire sequence far more depth and weight Mm -hmm. to what Galadriel is actually going through because there is a sense here that she is somewhat tempted by all of this. When she's speaking to Sauron or or Halbrand in this episode, and then when it's reflected later on with uh, with Frodo, all of that comes bubbling back up again. Not just because oh, it's the it's the One Ring and everybody loves it and stares at it with awe, mm-hmm. but because she's reminded of her relationship with with Sauron before all of this began. That to me is stunning. Agreed. And the fact that they can leverage that and take that scene recontextualize it but in a way that best serves the story for this show excellent stuff Mm -hmm. all right the bad for me what i was concerned about last episode kind of came to fruition mary and that is this is a show called the rings of power and it took to the last episode to get to the forging of an actual ring and it took until Maybe three quarters of the way through the first episode where it's like, oh, no, we're not going to do a crown. We're going to actually do a ring. But wait, no, no, no. We're going to do two rings. Wait, no, 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 no. We're going to do three rings. And all of these things happen because they need to. They just happen. 
for the sake of happening. There's no, there, there's no logical reason behind it other than Halbrand shows up and says, Hey, why don't we do this? And then they, and then off screen, they said, Nope, we're not going to make a, we're not going to make a crown. We're going to make two objects. And then off screen again, they're going to go, Nope, we're going to make three objects and they're going to be rings. It's like, I don't need to see them talk. No, I know. But what I'm getting at is all of this happens within a 15 minute period in the final episode in the back half of the final episode. My sense is that a lot of this should have been should have happened earlier in the season so that there was an actual momentum with these. Like these pivotal, like pivotal characters, Killa Brimbor for uh, for all of the, you know, lack of characterization that he has at this moment, mm-hmm. he's a pivotal character. Like he's important. He makes the he's the one who makes these rings, and then and then empowers Sauron with the knowledge and the and the the physical application on how to make the rest of the rings. Yet it this whole transaction happens that quick, and it happens at the end, and it's like there should have been more buildup, and there should have been less time keeping our characters in jail cells, both figuratively and I literally. Liked it. I liked how, how even Galadriel comes in and she's like, "What are you doing here?" And Elrond goes, "I don't know. What are you doing here?" No, I like that. I think that was great. So I don't mind jail cells. All right, fine. And then my great, of course, is uh, it's let's get weird, man. Let's get weird with Sauron and Galadriel. Let's have dream sequences. Let's have him entering her mind. Let's uh, have her get tempted. That shot of the op- the two of them opposing each other uh, when they're talking in that final confrontation where he's like, what are you going to do when you, when, they t- when you have to tell them that Sauron's alive because of you and it, the shot of his eyes, it turns into the actual eye of Sauron. Mm. And then there's the other shot of them on the boat and the camera turns and in the water is a reflection of Sauron and his armor with Galadriel. Like that is a stunning, stunning stunning shot. That is one of those shots that I will never forget. Uh, when I think of the of the rings of power, that's the shot I will think of. Yeah. At least until something else of that nature happens. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful, like stunning stuff. Uh, I really appreciated that. All right, Marvin, are you ready for the Fellowship of the Ring? Sure I am. Let's do it. Strangers from distant lands, friends of old. You shall be the Fellowship of the Ring. All right, the first one comes from Brooke Jacobs. She says, this one gets five rings. I'm looking at the series like I look at the movies. One long entity. Mm. Much of the season dragged, but this finale finally kicked it into gear. I absolutely loved the callbacks to the text and to the movies to show us where it all comes from. And Galadriel's speech when Frodo offered her the ring, just also just her repeating Halbrand's offer. The stranger talking to Nori, same things he says to Frodo and Bilbo. And I'm excited to see where his heads, especially now we know we are seeing how Gandalf gains his powers once again. Mary, I have a great question for you. And and actually, Brooke, I think in indirectly brings this question to light, which is she is looking at this as one long entity. Yeah. And my question to you is what is the validity in 
making an eight hour long movie, right? Like if we're, if we're just watching this as one long experience, Mm -hmm. is there validity to making it an eight hour movie or do the writers and the showrunners have an obligation to make each episode striking and powerful and a story unto itself? No. No to what? They do not have to make it each episode a story unto itself. How come? Because I see this series as chapters of a book and different books. This was book one, in my opinion. Agreed. And when you're reading chapters of a book, each chapter isn't magnificent on its own accord. Okay. And they need each other. Um, this is a streaming service. Mm-hmm. And I think, yes, it came out weekly to really have all that build up, which is something that Prime doesn't normally do. You know, they sure. normally just drop it all. But from here on out, you can just stream the whole thing like a movie. Yeah. Do you think, let's just say for the sake of argument, Mary, that you went back right now and you streamed the entire season would it be a different feel for you than watching it week to week like do you think it would have played better as a whole as opposed to streaming week to week see i enjoyed it and i've always viewed it that way i mean i vocalized that this is going to be a five series five season uh series and that that's how i'm looking at it just like when you know you're reading a book series and you know how many books there's going to be um some of the books may not be your favorite but the series as a whole may be great and there may be really important things in that series in that certain book that maybe wasn't your favorite that really comes into play Mm -hmm. so i am totally fine um seeing this as a binge series and seeing the whole series as a whole all right next one comes from kyle ann crawford mary why don't you take that one for us Kylian says, well, as one of you had said, something was off about Hal Brandon. Of course, he's Sauron. Wow. Definitely thinking the wizard is Gandalf. Hence his later love of hobbits and the enjoyment he gets in having them along on the adventure. The creation of the rings bothered me, writes Kylian. Maybe because Sauron came up with the idea and maybe because we know where this ultimately leads. Bear's music stood out to me where the Harfoots were departing. Loved it. Good episode, but maybe 4.5 rings. Felt like it should be in the middle of the season, not the finale. We finally get some momentum, and it's over. Looking forward to more seasons. Do you find that we're getting momentum finally, and as soon as we get it, it's over? Or have we gotten... I've had a lot of momentum. Those orc battles and Arendir and being stuck in the orc camp and all the stuff with Adar. Like Mm -hmm. I found that all as momentum. I think many of us are seeing the momentum in the rings and that whole aspect in Sauron. But I think that there's been a lot of other stuff going on that I've really enjoyed. Yeah, there's something I think to be said, Mary, that... And whether or not this is a valid claim or whether or not that this is, you know, uh, uh, a good thing is, is I think, up for debate. But I kind of look at this first season as a giant prologue. Yeah. You know, uh, not necessarily a trailer, but a prologue for the rest of what's to come. Because after this, I think everything blows up. I kind of sort of see the same thing in House of the Dragon. The first season of the House of the Dragon was great. But it's a prologue Mm -hmm. for what will come eventually. And is it okay for you 
that a first season of a major television show like this yeah. is a prologue. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. The next one comes from Bobby Emerson Clay. They say five out of five rings. The good, the use of familiar phrases and lines of dialogue throughout the season, but especially this final episode was fantastic. When Halbrand was seducing Galadriel to the dark side with the similar lines from the fellowship during the look for the mirror scene and the way that now echo is back to this new scene will forever be a fixture in my rewatch of the trilogy. My bad. It's over already? And my great Bear's usage of the ring verse in the end credits was shocking. Beautiful and so well done, of course. And I'm in love with this show. And when they announced it, I feared the worst. And I have never been so wrong. And I am looking forward to season two. Hopefully not too far away. Well, the good news is they're already shooting it. So just it's probably going to be two years from now. Why? Well, you got to think at the very least it's a year from now at the very least it's probably two years because of of all of the location shooting Mm -hmm. you have a lot of of digital effects uh the the luckily the writing and everything is already taking place take a break like if they knew that this was going to be a five season thing why didn't they just Peter Jackson this and just keep going. Well, I think, well, no, it's not that I think, I know. They had an extraordinarily hard shoot for the first season because of COVID. Okay. There was massive delays. There was major complications. Okay. And I think that is probably tiresome. Okay. And that probably And then they just had to spend this whole time on a circuit of promotion. Correct. So you got a lot of things all happening at once, and not to mention... I mean, the gam- I mean, it's not necessarily a gamble, but I mean, it is because the amount of money spent on this show. But it was already by- spent. It was already said, okay, this is going to be five seasons. So to me, I'm like- Well, no, there is a commitment for five seasons. Oh, okay. But that doesn't mean that it's going to happen. It just means, okay, we intend on doing this, but if the thing sucks, we're okay. not going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is Amazon Studios- is kind of is kind of uh how do i say this nicely um they're kind of betting the mortgage on their legitimacy through this show that knowing that they're able to compete with the likes of Netflix and really and more specifically HBO if they can't get this right then they're always going to be a second tier uh, streaming service mm-hmm. like it's great that amazon prime is include um, that prime video is included with amazon prime mm-hmm. like I, to be honest we probably would not have amazon prime video if it wasn't for our amazon prime subscription like i don't think i would go out to... i would have gotten out to get it for this show exactly right so if they don't get this right then who, why else would we go out and seek it Okay. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right. So that is that. All right. Mary, let's talk about, well, I mean, let's just talk about the big thing, right? And that is Sauron. And that is the reveal that it's Halbrand. And, you know, we finally get some answers to all of our questions. Well, most of our questions in the show gives us, I think, some satisfying answers does the reveal of Sauron and Halbrand and how that relates to Galadriel work for you? 
And are you proud of the fact that we both saw it coming? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm totally, you know, I think once again, a, a casual viewer, someone who isn't really into the show, isn't into the story, um, maybe they would have been super surprised and the rug would have come out from underneath them. On the flip side, that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to be like, you must shock me, you right, know? Right. Um, you know, like I used to say like, oh, wouldn't it be great if the stranger is Sauron and then he kills all the Harfoots? Like that would have been shocking, but do I need that? Mm-hmm. No, I don't need it. And like I said before, you know, uh, frequently in the Tolkien universe, like good is good is bad is bad. And as we've continued to see, Halbrand um, has has done some bad things and says he's done bad things. So I'm fine with us figuring it out early. Right. And it being Halbrand, does that work for you? 100%. Yeah, I think it's the most interesting part of what the show has done. And not because, ooh, Halbrand is Sauron, but because Galadriel, who has dedicated her entire life since her brother's death to finding Sauron and killing him, mm-hmm. finds him, doesn't know it, has a little bit of sexy time with him. I mean, not like straight up no, they relationship, have an attraction to but each they have other. an attraction to each other, right? And again, that, I think that speaks to the the fine love, I mean, the fine line between love and, you know, real hate. Um, but I think the most interesting part of it, Mary, is Galadriel understands that Halbrand is Sauron and doesn't, she tries to kill him at first, but then she puts her knife t- or her dagger, rather, to his neck, Mm -hmm. it doesn't just kill him. Like, doesn't. You know who this is. You have an opportunity to do it, and you don't. And then she is the reason why there are rings. She is the one who's like, no, we need to do this. Mm -hmm. I find that fascinating. Do you find this as fascinating as I do? Yeah, no, I love it. It just adds so much complexity to her. And and I mean, this was my great. Yeah. It was just what this all means. And I, I love it. I'm here for it. Gil-Galad, I, I think it was actually kind of smart this entire time, where he tries to send her, Galadriel, off because he knows that there's some bad news coming if she sticks around. Mm-hmm. He's also the guy that says... We can't do this. We can't have just a crown. We can't have uh, one person bearing the responsibility of all of this power. And yet, it still happens. What would have happened if we all just listened to him? I mean, he doesn't mean for that to happen. No, I know. But if we just listened to him. Well, Siron wouldn't listen to him. Right. But if if... Galadriel listened to Gilgalad and, and just on the went boat? to Valinor. Oh. Yeah. And if, okay, and let's just say for the sake of argument that she doesn't do that, but Gilgalad still says, hey, let's not do this whole thing. It's time for all of us elves to go back to Valinor and let Middle Earth do its own thing. There'd be no rings of power. Well, 
I just don't understand why the elves want to stay in Middle Earth. Like, what is it? Is the food better? <laughs> do you, you know, do you like the neighbors? Do they have cool Halloween parties that you don't get in Valinor? Like, why would you not go back to Valinor, mm-hmm. where it's the land of happiness and sunlight and beauty? Why? Why do you stay in Middle Earth? That's a good point. What? Think about it in your terms. Okay, would you like to stay in, like, a poor, violence-ridden, gross place where everything is just doom and gloom and there's always problems? Or would you like to go to Hawaii? <laughs> where you don't even have to work. You just get coconuts with some fun little drinks in it. You can go swimming when you want to. Mm-hmm. Weather's great. Minus the volcanoes. Yeah. Occasional hurricane. Maybe not Hawaii. Maybe San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Why live in Antarctica when you can be in San Diego? (laughs) You know what? It's a valid question. And I put that out to the nerds. Nerds, what do you think? Why why do the elves choose to stay in Middle Earth? Like, what is the allure? Right? Yeah. Is it because they own the biggest house on on the block in the poorest neighborhood? Like, what is it? No idea. I don't know. I, but it's an interesting Like, I question. understand for Galadriel, because Galadriel's got this Gryffindor thing going on where she wants to help other people. She wants to save other people. Well, I think it's more that she just wants to kill Sauron. Yeah. And she believes long, that Sauron yes. is in Middle-earth. Yes. Yes, okay. And does Elrond get to go to Valinor because he's half human? I don't know. So maybe they would have to leave him behind. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, stop complaining. Go home. Interesting. Maybe Celebrimbor doesn't want to go home because he likes playing with the metals that you can only find in Middle Earth. Okay, I understand that. But why everybody else? Mm-hmm. Is it because they want the power? They want to rule over others? They want to sit in those towers and tell people what to do? That might be it. Exactly. Well, maybe because they think they know best and they're the ones mm-hmm. that will help usher in. And like, it almost kind of reminds me, Mary, of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Where it's like the Jedi... In Star Wars, you know, the, in the prequels, were at the height of their power, and it and and Luke in um, Episode Eight was the one who said it. Uh, the Jedi at the height of their power let you know Darth Sidious and all of, all the Sith rise back up again and bring on the Empire, and then everything fell apart. Mm-hmm. I kind of look at the elves the same way. Under the the height of their power in the second age, when they're running the whole joint, Adar shows up and starts digging and creates Mount Doom. Galadriel, an elf herself, brings Sauron back to Middle-earth or brings Sauron back to power in in Middle-earth and allows him to create the ring of power. How banana land is that? At least he doesn't make it with her. That's true. Good point. He just has the knowledge at that point. (laughs) Um, What did you make, Mary, of the scene between Elrond and Galadriel when she shows up and he's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, hey, what are you doing here? And she discovers that uh, Halbrand is not one uh, with the lineage that she thought he was. And Elrond saves her and discovers the, the, the scroll of the evidence. Mm-hmm. 
yet he doesn't say anything to her and she doesn't say anything to him about it. They just kind of make the rings. You know what's crazy is we have had so much Galadriel and Elrond time Mm -hmm. that it feels like they've been together more than one episode prior to this one. This is the second episode that these two have actually been together. Hmm, Interesting. And yet it doesn't feel that way, right? But truly, when she sees him... um. You know, he's like, what are you doing here? Because they really haven't seen each other all this time. Right. And she would have no reason to be there. Yeah. Because. I put you on a boat. Yeah. That's like, a good That's a good point. I thought you were in Valinor. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's a great point, Mary. Yes. But like, because we've seen the two of them in every single episode. Yeah. We haven't felt that way. But the last time he saw her, he put her on a boat. And he expects her that he expects that she is on that boat. And, and in she comes riding. Yeah. Wait, whoa, what? To Celebrimbor's <laughs> tower of all places where he is. Right. Um, so they have this moment, yeah, where they're just catching up. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I should have trusted you. And she's like, it's okay, man. Don't worry about it. You just owe me one. Um, Galadriel doesn't share this information with Elrond. And I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. And this, I think, continues to go in the grayness of Galadriel. Um, She could have easily said, okay, listen, you said you needed to trust me before. Rather than just blindly trusting me, and I'm not going to tell you what happened with Halbrand, Mm -hmm. tell him. Tell tell Elrond, I messed up. That guy I brought over, you were right. Not, you know, or you weren't even right. That guy I brought over, not what I thought he would be. Mm -hmm. Um, Why doesn't she just tell him? When he pulls her out of the water, what happened? Did we make the rings yet? No, cool. I want one too. Don't ask me. Don't ask me anything. You just need to trust me on this. And you just told me earlier today that you should have trusted me. So I'm going to pull that trust card now. But why not just trust him and tell him the truth? Well, part of me thinks that, you know, the story needs it to happen. I think it's part of her gray personality. I think that this season really showed us that she's imperfect. Um, and I think she will be incredibly embarrassed for bringing Sauron back. Right. Like she saved him multiple times. Like we just heard him profess to her. It's all thanks to you, baby. You were my coach. You were my motivational speaker. You were my Tony (laughs) Robbins. Like you put a crown on my head. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So I think that she'll be embarrassed. What would they do then? Does she even get to go to Valinor at all? Does it prove the king that the king was right? Um, You know, yes, one could say like she wants to weigh her options, but I also think that that had she told Elrond that it would have stopped them making the rings, that they would have focused on let's go find Halbrand, and instead she wants power. Yeah, interesting. Because now she wants one of her own. Is it, and she won't stop the production of it because this would have stopped the production. They would have been like, "Oh my gosh!" And now Sauron knows what we're doing. Let's go send out the troops and go catch him. She doesn't tell him, I believe, because of embarrassment and repercussions, but also because she wants a ring of her own. And why does she want the ring of her own? That's the question. To have the power, so she can not fade away, and she can go fight him. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. And is that because 
she was tempted by him. She was tempted by Halbrand. Or Sauron. Whatever. We could just call him Sauron. Sauron. What is what because she was tempted by him? Is her... <clears throat> I, thank you for clarifying. Is her dire need to have a ring? Yes, she wants to get Sauron. And yes, she wants to have some of that power so she can't fade away. But is that all motivated by the fact that she was tempted by him? Like, is do you believe that? Do you believe what he says that he is somewhat remorseful for all of the actions that he had done under Morgoth? Yeah, he tried to do the right thing. I actually did believe him. And yeah, he that he is in fact really trying to heal Middle Earth. Me is like maybe this would have been a better option. In what capacity? If she just joined forces with him and made him good a little bit. Well, yeah, he bound, he bound. Like I kind of was listening to Sauron being like, "Eh, it doesn't sound too shabby. Yeah. And I think this is really important too. And I think this sequence kind of solidifies Galadriel as the main character. If he didn't keep having crazy face, I would have been down. I might've said yes, if I was her, but she was like, Oh, let me think about it. I don't know. You kind of tricked me. And he was nice and normal. And then he went crazy face. (laughs) You know, like if you just cut it out, the occasional crazy face, you know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. The direction in that scene was great because not only does the extreme close ups of their faces and and them speaking directly into the camera and directly to us as viewers. I think that was a great choice because we are put right in Galadriel's shoes, right? Mm-hmm. We are put there, right there, where it's like, you know, what you're saying kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it, I, I kind of like what you're saying here, uh, Sauron. Uh, so I like the direction there and being able to see the subtle movements and allowing the actors to act. Really important. Though, I, on the other hand, I look at this and I say... Is Sauron like it, the the again the the show has the opportunity to reflect on the film on the films, but also put new context to the films through its own storytelling pillars. And in the film, Sauron is the embodiment of evil, mm-hmm. right? And it's not to say that he's not in the show, but there is a level. I mean, of dare I, dare I say humanity here to Sauron, where it's like, okay, how do we get from this to that? And are we, tr- are, is, is this an effort to make Sauron more of a fleshed out character than just the embodiment of evil? Yeah. I mean, hey, it's a show. We got we to stretch things out. Like you were saying, like, why couldn't this have just been a movie? Why are we stretching it out? We got to stretch. We got to stretch. Got to stretch. And I love that, you know, his dis- his discussion about how when, um, you know, when his master left, like he felt like this clenched fist around his neck was released. Mm-hmm. And is re- I-, I just love it. I really love it because we're always going to question what if Galadriel said yes? Could she have really steered him in a different direction? Um, who knows? But I also think that she wanted part of the ring because it had her brother's dagger in it and she wanted a piece of that. Mm -hmm. And now these rings allow the elves kind of like a shield to protect the elven communities in which they stay. Okay. So 
I love the idea that the three brings balance, but part of me wonders why all of a sudden was Galadriel like, give me one. Is it to have that Mithril so she can go and attack Sauron and have a little bit more power? Um, is it because of her her brother's dagger? All of it. Yeah. Um, and, and remember, too, they say that, you know, a true creation requires sacrifice. And, you know, Galadriel has to sacrifice the, the, the her brother's dagger and, mm-hmm. and all that meaning. And, and to me, that is closing the book on her brother. In a, in, in a way, um, and that is a physical representation of Galadriel owning her own responsibility for empowering Sauron um, and making him the force that he will eventually become. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's a it's a it's a narrative thing, but it's also a visual story storytelling thing that that separates the first season's motivations of Galadriel from the rest of the, from the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yes. Um, much has been made Mary of the mysteries of the rings of power and what has been presented to us, um, whether it is the identity of Sauron or it's the identity of the stranger. Something that I don't like when shows do is when they lie to you mm-hmm. um, and they lie on purpose for the sake of a reveal or for the sake of shock. The show starts off immediately by saying that the stranger is Lord Sauron at, in this episode. But he doesn't say it. Correct. Whereas Halbrand says, I, you know, you know who I am. Right. It's me. Right. But I guess what I'm saying is, does the show have to take responsibility for lying to you in any way? No. How come? Because, because in truth, it's those three people who are confused. So if someone's confused in a show, it doesn't mean the show is lying to us. Fair. Fair. That's what I think. Um, that's a fair statement. The stranger doesn't stand up and say, you're right, it's me, I'm back, baby. Yeah, good point. The show presents us with evidence that it could be him, but that is subject to our interpretation. You know, for example, when the 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 three, you know, the, the dweller and the ascetic and whatever the other person's name is, uh, says, well, yeah, he's confused and he's just getting getting a hold of his powers and uh, you know, it, it, he's been put in darkness because he's just recognizing who he is. Um, yeah, okay, I get it. We're, we as viewers are interpreting that just as they are, right? Mm-hmm. They're interpreting those, those events to fit their narrative, mm-hmm. to fit their argument. But... You know the show eventually. I guess. I guess does the does the switch work for you? Does the does the beginning of okay, this is Sauron. I loved it. I, I mean, of course, we we get told that right away. This we, the first thing that happens is the stranger Sauron. I mean, we don't get the Halbrand Galadriel thing towards a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, so I loved that this is how it started, and we were kind of confused along with the stranger. Um, 
you know, the fact that he's like juggling around with this apple. By the way, I wanted eyebrows, the evil eyebrows person, yeah. to kick the apple and catch it like Edward Cullen in Twilight. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, hold on. Where's, where's my sounder here? I can't find it. How can you not find our vampire? I, I got it. Say it out loud. I mean, with that pale skin, just a little kick, catch the apple. Hey, Bella. <laughs> Claire Deloon's cool. Hey, stranger. <laughs> a stranger. He's Aaron. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh good stuff. All right. So here's the other bit of stuff that we have to talk about too, Mary, and that is the stranger. And but, he's a wizard. But, yeah. Uh, hey. Here it is. You're a wizard, Harry. Uh, <gasps> Can we for now just call him Harry until he gets a name? <laughs> no, I can't do that. I, I can't. I can't do it. I would love to. But that'd be just too confusing. <laughs> Please, you think these other names are not confusing? Good point. Well, the, he has been referred to as an Istar, which in the Harfoot tongue is means wizard. Uh, he begins to speak English. I don't know where. Very quickly. That was very disjointing for me. That was almost my bad. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I get it. Like, if I can, if I squint at it, I can get why he starts speaking and speaking very eloquently. Uh, but <laughs> that's a big jump. That's a big jump mm-hmm. for for us to to make from him being basically being nonverbal, yeah, to say, saying that we have to follow follow our nose and the whole thing. And not that I don't like that quote. I do because it comes straight from Gandalf. And Mary is the stranger Gandalf. And is the show. Yes. What happens? Let's just say for the sake of argument now Mm -hmm. that he ain't Gandalf. He's somebody else. Now is the show lying to you? No, it's just Gandalf's brother, Gandalfo. (laughs) <laughs> they go to the same they have the same home they got the same jokes follow your nose they go to the school of toucan sam uh, if it's not gandalf i will just tell myself that all of the the wizards have the same jokes they all like moths <laughs> i mean the fact of the matter is uh, it has to eyebrows, be gandalf yeah eyebrows turns basically into a a a, a, a moth of light when Gandalf does his well, they all turn. Yeah, they all turn into a bunch of moths, and yeah. that's Gandalf's thing. He loves moths. So the show, and then exactly, he says the follow your nose, which originally, you know, being a child of the eighties and nineties, I'm like Toucan Sam. But that right. is something that Gandalf says when he's in the mines of Moria with the hobbits and everybody trying to figure his way out, and he says, "This is how you find your way out. You got to follow your nose." Mm-hmm. So it's it's him. And if it's not him, it's his twin brother. Gandalfo. Gandalfo. <laughs> I'm going to be a little upset if he's not, if he's not Gandalfo. I'm going to call him Gandalfo. I think it's, f- and then pe- there are going to be a bunch of nerds out there that are like, oh, you can't have him be Gandalf because the timeline, blah, blah, blah. Stats are for I nerds, still would man. love for him to be Sauron, but. Saruman. Saruman, sorry, yeah. excuse me, Saruman. Um, but at this point, with the quote, with the moths, I'm. Gandalfo. I I would love for him to be Sauron as well, but I think with the way things are headed, it's going to be Gandalf. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with it being Gandalf 
because what again? We need time, another good guy. Yeah, okay, t- we just like, lost Halbrand. Right, Galadriel's t- lying. Like timelines, and it wasn't this in the book, and he came in the third age, and he's too young, and stats are for nerds. Seriously, dude. Like, who cares? I, I, I honestly don't care. What I care about is having good versus evil mm-hmm. and having characters that I can believe in and also having characters that I know that I can invest in and say, that's Gandalf. Okay, cool. Let's go. It, it reminds me of, uh, you know, like the the uh, Bron- the Broncos in football. Like, okay, Broncos country, let's ride. No like, idea. I know you don't know, but you, you Denver people out there, you'll get it. Let's ride. Like, okay, let's go. I I am in on it being Gandalf as long as it serves the story correctly. S- timelines and dates and third age, second age, stats are for nerds. And, and the reason why it works is because he's a wizard. Like, who cares how old he is? Wizards live forever. Hey, especially if they eat apples. Right. An apple a day. Apple a day keeps the doctor wizard away. Or the wizard doctor away. Mm-hmm. You don't got to go to St. Mungo's. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. Oh, goodness me. So, goodness yeah. me. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about in this episode, my love? Yes, there are a few things. Okay, what do you got? Um, the Isildur's sister. Does she touch? Oh, the Palantir? Yeah. And what happens to her? Uh, you know, the funny thing is... We know what happened to Mary. I just, we know what happened to the king. I just don't care. Honest, same. You know, I could care less about all the Numenorians. I know they're going to die. They're right. all going to be washed away. Goodbye. <sighs> I, Daddy's dead. They want to carve this tomb. Farazad's watching Daddy dead. Okay. He's just sitting there with the dead guy oh, in a bed. Yeah. That, that definitely don't smell good. No. Like, what are you doing? Right. Um, then Isildur's sister, forgetting her name. Arian. She has this, I mean, she's going to need. Very pretty name, by the way. It I like that name. It is a beautiful name. Um, but she probably touches the Palantir. Uh, it's going to mess up her brain a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, Farazad. But I, like you said, I could care less about Numenor. Um, I care about Numenor only because... <clears throat> of Elendil. Like everything else, like Aarian's little boyfriend from that was Farazon's son, don't care. Uh don't care about Farazon really. I know that he's going to be a bad guy. And not because the not because of the books or whatever, just because that's the way that the show is starting to present him to me. Like you know, in my opinion, you're weak. You don't you don't follow the old elven ways. You're boring. Who? Numenor. You're at Goodbye. I don't need you. You're not magical. You're not a cool dwarf. You don't have mithril, and you're lazy. You forgot the cool elven waves. The only way I see Numenor becoming interesting is what happens when Queen Muriel goes back, and and there's a conflict between she and Farazhan, and what that does to Numenor, like, and how does that eventually lead to Gondor, right? Like, what happens there? I think there's some interesting portions okay. there, but you're right, Marriott. I just don't care enough about it. No. I did, 
I will, so I that's it. Like I don't really want to talk about Numenor that much anymore. Which is because funny because I, I thought <clears throat> I thought Numenor was going to be a thing that I was in on. Well, they have to fix that in season two. Agreed. Um, I just want to go back to Hellbrand pre coming out as Sauron. Okay. When he is talking to Celebrimbor and he's like, "No way, you're Celebrimbor. This is awesome. These are cool little gems. What are they?" And then he holds the Mithril, mm-hmm. and Celebrimbor asks for it back. And Halbrin doesn't give it back. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the expression of Celebrimbor, he feels uneasy mm-hmm. that Halbrin's holding it. Um, and it's just lots of little times where like Halbrin is kind of asked to do things and he doesn't or he acts like he can't hear these people because he's mm-hmm. really on his own mission. Um, and he says that this is a gift. Oh, thanks for this idea. Yeah, it's, it's a, think of it, it as a gift. a gift. Yeah. And we hear um, kind of this power and the ring referred to as a gift later in the, the Lord of the Rings series. Right. So I just think it's a really cool thing that he does that. Um, and, and then this is also a callback to Sauron in his earlier life. His his other name was... Remember how he says, what's your name? Oh, I've had many names. Yeah. Uh, one of his other names is Anatar, which is the Lord of Gifts. Hmm. So there you go. Santa. Um, <laughs> Santa. <laughs> so how does Halbrand Sauron get to Mordor so quickly? He gets a new coat... With a yeah. new black hood, because now he's a bad guy. And we, if he could find a leather black hood, that would be oh, best. That's the ultimate bad oh, yeah. guy. He's like, I'm going to need something that repels some of this fire a little bit. But he, he gets there so quick. What we call that magic, Game of Thrones travel. What kind of magic does this guy have? Uh, all the kinds of magic. Can he fly? He's freaking Sauron. He got a new coat. He probably got it with his magical money when he bought everybody drinks back in <laughs> Numenor. He probably stopped at a shop. Hey, I'll buy you all of you cloaks. Yay! And while they're all distracted, just takes one. <laughs> what does he have to eat? Oh, uh, Where's he going to go? Look, more Lalmas bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's my favorite quotes. Don't squat down river. You never know when you'll need a drink. Oh. And of course, best friend in this whole wide, wild world. Like that right there. Yeah. This whole wide, wild world. Goodness me. I just I just want that like written in my heart. Yeah. Another one another quote that I took from this episode was this is a journey, not every step is forward. You you got that cuz of me. I know, it's true. And you know, there are some things that have been happening to me at work uh recently where uh, that has popped up. Uh It's not work, Blake. What do you mean? Well, no, it's not just it's, work, but life in general. Yeah. And uh and it helps put that into perspective it does. a little bit. It, it does. It totally. I really liked that quote. All right. Anything else you got That's for this I've episode? Got. Oh, That's... Elendil and Muriel apparently huge fans of Moulin Rouge. Why? <laughs> Come what may. Come what may. <laughs> Come what may. Come on, man. It's all I could think of. Well, I'm glad for you. Uh, it's all I could think of. They're with Numenor, so I'm bored of them. Yeah. Good point. Good I don't point. care where Isildur is. I don't. I just don't care. The only Numenorian that I care about is Isildur's living friend. Oh, the the his buddy. Yeah, I could use more. I kind of care about Isildur. I don't. Is he gonna find his talking mom with with Elsa? Oh. <laughs> well, that might be a journey that he has to go on. Good. And that might be interesting. Great. With his horse, Beric. <laughs> Beric's going to find him, Beric's and he's going to ride off on a frozen ocean just like Elsa did <laughs> on her horse to go find her singing On her mom. water knock. Yeah. 
I just oh. love, I cannot wait to rewatch this entire series and see Halbrand just saying the truth the entire time. He kind of does. Like, I, I told you I took it off a dead man. I yep. told you I've been really bad. I told you I just wanted to stay in Numenor. I told you, like, what? Yep. I wanted you to figure this out for yourself so that way you could have some time to digest it. And now I'm asking you, do you want to, like, be my bestie in this whole wide, wild world? Interesting. Interesting. Does this seal Galadriel as the main character? No. No. See, I feel like it kind of does because the emotion. Oh, we got to go back to the dwarves. We got to hit. I don't think there is a main character. Yeah. But I will tell you, I cannot wait to see Galadriel go back to Adar and be like, so I'm wicked sorry. Um, <laughs> um, he's back. Um, he's back. Thanks to me. Um, and he's. And like, I don't think it was great that you, you know, blew up a mountain and like, killed all these people, but you just wanted a home. We probably could have found one for you somewhere. Um, we can both admit wrongdoing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> Simon's just going to come over and say, thanks for making me a new home. Can we form a calming circle? <laughs> yeah. Mm. What is going to happen with Adar? Well, that is going to be my hot take. Um, Do you I, remember me? I, I wonder. I wonder. Well, you know what? Here, we'll we'll play the uh, the uh, the hot take. All right. So my hot take is this: I wonder. I wonder if Adar and Galadriel now have to join forces to fight Sauron. And we all know how that ends up. But I wonder if they if if there's one other fight before like all like before the big one where the ring gets cut off of Sauron's finger, right? I wonder if they get together and they try this big war against Sauron and they lose. Mm. Like, those two are going to have to join forces now. I mean, but will the orcs just follow Sauron? Or, 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 better yet, better yet, does Sauron and Galadriel work together to beat Adar? Why would Galadriel join up with Sauron to beat Adar? She just said no thank you. Good point, good point, good point. Yeah, they're going to have to, in one way or the other, these guys are going to have to team up in some form or fashion. And she's going to have to have that, that conversation. And Adar is going to want, you know, um, Sauron dead because he's back. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to take over their home. And, and that's the reason why Sauron has control over all the orcs because Adar dies. Okay. That's my guess. And then is Sauron going to go hang out with the dwarves and go get some some nice stuff? Give them some rings. Yeah, I mean that's fair. That's fair. And like here's another question. Where do all these rings that that were are eventually in the in the in the films where and when are they created? Over the next 5 seasons. <laughs> um 
Yeah, I don't know. I got I got no idea. Interesting. I don't think we know like what his ring is made of. Who? Sauron. Sauron? Mm-hmm. We know that like it's the color gold. Right. But I don't know if we know exactly what it's made well, of. Well, like I said, it could be gold plated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I mean you're right. Who knows what it's made out of? But the my guess is that it's probably gonna be Mithril it's uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's probably why it has such power over Galadriel later on. Hmm. That's my guess. Okay, so the three rings that we saw made right now. Yes. One goes to Galadriel. Yes. One goes to Gilgalad. Yes. And then the other one went to... I don't know. Let me let me Google that. In Keep this talking. video. Yeah. <laughs> In the movie <laughs> itself. Because I think Gilgalad's gets passed down to Elrond... So I don't think Elrond has both right now. Would Celebrimbor just like hold one for now? So Galadriel for sure. Gilgalad for sure. And then who's the third lucky friend? Okay, so the rings of Vilya and Narya went to the elven high king Gilgalad of yeah. Lindon, who entrusted Vilya to Elrond and Narya to Círdan, the elven lords of Rivendell and Mithlond, respectively. Uh, ba 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 Middle Earth, recognizing Gandalf as the wisest of the five, and also passed Narya on to him. Uh, and then the Lady of Lothlorien, meaning um, um, Galadriel. Da-da-da. So does Gilgalad get two of them? Hmm, interesting. I don't know. Well, can you look in the right, video? Right, let me, let me, let That's me, what I'm saying. Well, let me read it. I mean, because I got the history right here. The three rings were Vilya, Nenya, and Narya. The rings of Vilya and Narya went to the elven high king Gilgalad of Lindon, who entrusted Vilya to Elrond and Narya to Círdan, el- elven lords of Rivendell and Mithlond. Okay, I understand. No, but in the show, like I'm not talking about the books right now. I'm talking about in the show. Oh, Okay. Um, who's I don't think, holding no, it? I don't think anybody holds them at the end. They just show the three rings together. Are you sure? I'm pretty positive. Now, one of them obviously was created for Galadriel, right? That's obvious because uh, she requests it. Mm-hmm. And we know that one of the rings, the one that's kind of like silver yeah. and sp- spindly, she's wearing that in the films. I'm pulling this up because I need to see. Who's okay, pull it up. Rings. Let's see what you got. Because I don't think they show anybody wearing them. Okay. They just oh, you're show right. them. They're just on the they're just on that little brown stone. Correct. Interesting. Okay. All right, there you go. Okay. I dig it. So let's see if they change it cuz the other person who gets it we haven't been introduced to in the show. Correct. Cool. All right. So there's that that's that. Thanks. Um anything Questions else? answered. <laughs> <laughs> anything else? No, that's it. Yep. Oh, by the way, Fiona Apple is the person who sings the song Where the Shadows Lie at the end. Awesome. And uh, she teamed up with Bear McCreary to create that uh, that song. Love it. All right. That's it. Let's close this bad boy out, shall we? We shall. Let's do it. We want to thank you ever so much for hanging out with us and watching and listening to the Rings of Power. Um, it, this is just, I'm. This show has been beautiful, and I'm so excited to be able to geek out with it with you. 
because it is going to be a little while until the next season occurs, please don't don't lose us in your earbuds and. <laughs> I'll never let go, <laughs> We probably have either been podcasting about a show that you like or have already podcasted about a show that you like. So please head to maryandblake.com. See the other things that we've got going on. We are starting the Potterverse now that <laughs> we have time to breathe. <laughs> starting it back up. So if you're a Harry Potter fan, make sure that you have got things going on. And as I said, stay tuned because when season two does come back out, we're here for you. And of course, go to jointhenerdclan.com if you are a fan of The Crown. And we also got some other stuff happening there as well that's excellent. But the big main draw right now is going to be Keep Common Crown on. So if you are a fan of The Crown, make sure you go to jointhenerdclan.com to listen to that where it is only there. You cannot get it anywhere else. Don't miss out on that when it premieres. Find Mary and I on all of the social handles, on all the social media platforms, whether it is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. Just look up Mary and Blake. We are very active on all of them, and we love to chat with you directly uh, about all the shows and all the stuff that you love. And if you're looking to email us uh, over the break or just to chat with chat with us or make fun of us or I, I, whatever you want to do, you can email us at maryandblakemedia at gmail.com, and we will be able to write back to you then. That's right. Well, on that note, my name is Mary. My oh no, we were supposed what? to say something. What? We were supposed to. We, we decided we were going to say the "go with goodness" word. Okay. Uh, I got to look it up. Hold on. I got. I got to. It's only taken us the entire season to figure out how we want to close. Yes. <laughs> this, but it came to us. It came to us finally, thanks to my favorite character, Elrond. Yes, it did. Uh, where the heck is? When he says it to Durin. Uh... I just love him with an N, I believe. I, I gotta, I gotta find this. Oh my gosh! Well, Blake, these Wh- people want to go. <laughs> yeah, whatever. They're like, okay. bring it for season two. We'll bring, it, we'll bring it for season two. Okay. So my uh, name is Mary. My name is Blake. Go with goodness. I like it. There you go. <laughs> Insert Elvin phrase. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, num 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 num. <laughs>